Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and argue for or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on our list. The Space Western, Star Wars A New Hope. Star Wars A New Hope was released May 25th, 1977 and stars Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Before we start buying robots from Java's, how's your week been? Pretty good. Um, went to the first indoor concert in years, and it was glorious. It was so much fun. Uh, happened to be front row, which you know was even more fun. Uh, had some some interesting interactions with the bass player of that band. Yeah, nice. um, yeah it was it was a lot of fun. It's it was like it's a band that is very big in Europe, Biffy Clyro. And uh, here they play the Fillmore, um, which is one of my favorite venues here, which is so small. And like, yeah, I, w- I would have never been able to to be so close uh, in Europe. So it was it was nice. It was a treat. I had a good time. Uh, how was your week? Um, my week was all right. I got a. For people who don't know, we we staggered the recordings of this episode, so sometimes the stories we tell may be in the past. Uh, but the Fusha T album came out just uh, last week, and I've been. I've been listening to that quite often. It's really, really good. Um, and uh, we also got to go to the first Fridays here in Oakland on Friday, which nice. was a lot of fun, surprisingly. Um, a lot of smoke for babies, but I, my baby had a good time. And by baby, I met my baby baby. <laughs> <laughs> Your baby baby baby. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but it was fun out. Uh, it was good to see lots of people out. It seems like uh, the pandemic is still here, but mm-hmm. it's it's less potent. So that 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 makes a lot of gives us a lot of hope. Yeah, what a good segue. A new hope. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> unplanned segue. But uh, let me not derail that. <laughs> uh, a new hope, uh, and just so happens to be that this is the week of. Um, May 4th as well. So it, yeah. the stars aligned on this one today. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> too. Yeah. The stars aligned on this one. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, before we do anything else, let's do a little synopsis. The Imperial forces, under orders from cruel Darth Vader, hold Princess Leia hostage in their efforts to quell the rebellion against the Galactic Empire. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, captain of the Millennium Falcon, work together with the companionable droid duo R2-D2 and C-3PO to rescue the beautiful princess, help the Rebel Alliance, and restore freedom and justice to the galaxy. And we're back. So yeah, um, everybody knows this movie, it seems like which is kind of fascinating. Well, I, re- I read something that people now have, you know, the interesting conundrum of how do you show the set of movies to kids? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do it chronologically? Do you do it in the machete order? Do you, you know? So, it's, yeah, I, I don't have that problem because I'm not 
haven't. I, I don't have any kids, but um, that, that might be something in your future eventually to figure out how to introduce the world of Star Wars to to your baby. Well, to yeah. your to your older baby than your kid. Yeah, my older baby, <laughs> older baby, baby. <laughs> um, it will be. Inter- I think it's actually quite interesting to think about. I mean, anyway, we'll talk about the film. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away my opinions on the film just yet. So yep. I think we should probably just go into the toying course and then we can have the conversation about how my baby's going to watch it afterwards. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh, coin toss, what uh, heads or tail? I'm going to go with heads. Heads. Tried and true. Tails. Wow. Um, so it's on me. What am I going to do? I think I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna argue against this movie. Wow. You took the hard <laughs> route. This is fascinating. All right. Um I'm not even a big Star Wars fan, but I'm ready to argue for this film. All right. Well, you know, you gotta challenge yourself sometimes. You're brave. You're brave. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's tempting to go the easy way, but uh you know <laughs> let's let's not do that today. All right, then uh, let's go. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope is a very corny and cheesy movie. And the focus on the characters is, is incredibly misleading. And like technically, this one, I, I'm arguing that this movie is about robots and not about uh, Luke Skywalker. And we spend about half an hour on the the crazy journey to weird robots have um, to find a new master, as they call it. And uh, they are pivotal along the ride uh, for, for the rest of the movie. So I think um, this is kind of a sleight of hand movie where you think it's about Luke Skywalker. But I think it really is about the robots and kind of knowing the the bigger context of these movies and uh, knowing that these these robots show up in every movie. Um, I believe we are seeing uh, their story being told and they're the actual focus. Aside from that, uh, there is not a version available for streaming of this movie that does not include the um, weird digital enhancements, in air quotes, um, that are supposed to liven up the environment. And they look incredibly out of place and uh, in- take everybody out of the movie immediately, um, which is a shame because I think for for the 30 minutes that we we're introduced to the robots and the main characters of this movie, we are immersed in a world that feels very tangible and real. And then as soon as we get on onto the planet uh, of Tatooine, uh, things get really wonky and, and, and look just bizarre. So... Uh, that's kind of my main thing. The, the other thing is that the concept of time in this movie is fluid, I think. Um, uh, w- you know, one minute, the gigantic Death Star is uh, in the uh, in one system destroying a, a planet, and then another minute, they're right around the corner from the Rebel base, um, which I don't believe the Death Star is as fast as the Millennium Falcon that can, as we all know, do the castle run in however parsecs. Um, 
I'm not that deep into the whole lore of things. But um, so yeah, that's my main argument. I think uh, the, the movie is setting up uh, setting up a world uh, around robots, which is kind of annoying, uh, especially knowing that one of the robots is the most infuriating character ever. And uh, the effects are pretty bad, uh, especially knowing that the effects were later added. They're not part of the original movie. And um, it's just the in-world um, kind of science that is set up um, that you know I can I, I can be fine with uh, is inconsistent. Doesn't make any sense. Um, your late uh, your the judge, which is you, the audience, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this wonderful podcast today. I'm going to be arguing for this movie, and I'm going to start straight off. Uh, countering the point that he made about the fact that this movie was about robots. Um, it is true that the first characters we get to meet in this film are uh, RTD2 and C3PO. Um, and we do follow them through the journey. But this movie is not about the robots. This movie is about the intermingling between the, 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 all the characters, all of, who, all of whom have different personalities and the way they interact is what makes Star Wars Star Wars. One of the great benefits of Star Wars, this original film, was the fact that the director did a lot of showing and not telling. Um, there's a lot of um, um, forced mumbo-jumbo in the newer Star Wars films. Um, and this movie does a good job of showing us the effects of it, rather than focusing on trying to make sense of the mumbo-jumbo, uh, the force powers, whether it was midichlorians or, or just a space force around you, it doesn't matter because the story is about the journey. We get to meet very fun characters um, like uh, uh, Luke Skywalker. Uh, we get to meet fun characters uh, like Han Solo. Uh, we get to meet stoic characters like Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we get to meet rebellious characters like Princess Leia. And every single one brings a different thing to the plate. We get to see how they interact, make decisions. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's infuriating. Sometimes it's just plain funny. But all in all, consistently, this movie delivers on being a journey and an adventure that you want to sit down and grab some popcorn and enjoy the ride so this movie is a classic it may be a classic but it doesn't make it good i mean you know we just came out of uh watching the green mile which is now a classic too it's like 20 years old uh was it good no um and you know sure i mean th this is a space soap opera in a way like it's very cheesy and it's very on the nose right like it's it's very literally black and white you know the evils are are black and white the rebellions is colorful and it's so formulaic in a way it's just put into a futuristic setting but this is this is not a revolutionary story at all um to the point where you know this is kind of the 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 one of the better examples of the hero's journey and but but the reason why it is is because there's a thing as the hero's journey 
and um, Star Wars does it well. That said, I still think that that the whole Skywalker thing is kind of a distraction from um, you know the power and the the knowledge uh, that the robots have in the C three PO and R two D two since they have been involved in every step of the way of the Skywalker saga um, in all nine movies at this point. And uh, so I think the, you know, the real focus are, let's see, 3PO, which is one of the most annoying robots ever, and uh, R2-D2, which is is cute and uh, can get a lot done, like, on a, on a emotional stage uh, with, with a little beep-boop, beep-boop, um, which I can admire that. Uh, but that said, it's, like I said, it, it just feels so cheesy. And it's kind of a goofy movie if you think about it. It's like um I mean what are we looking at here? It's, it's, it's space travel with with evil space Nazis and the rebellion effectively. I don't know. I I just I watched this movie and was like, what is this? I don't get this. The robots are annoying. And um, why is this on those lists? So I will, I'm going to counter all of that um, with uh, a few more points. I'm going to say this movie drops you into an ongoing battle. And the fact that we can get, we can understand what is going on is a testament to how good the film was made. Um, We get to see, uh, a significant amount of politics going on. Uh, there's references to the Senate, the power struggle, um, the need for control by uh, the rebel forces as they try to uh, take on uh, the bad guys, which includes Darth Vader. I've forgotten the name of the bad guys, by the way. Um <laughs> uh, But yes, they, there's a lot of, you know, um, I'm going to go back a little so I can <laughs> refocus on my points. So, you know, the movie starts with, uh, you know, like I said, the robots and we see the ongoing battle. Um, and as time goes on, uh, we get to experience Luke in his hometown of uh, Tatooine, a young soldier, who, a young pilot who has been trying to get out. Um, there are hints of a history uh, behind the characters, uh, we are introduced to the character of uh, Ben uh, Ben Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, in a very dismissive way. Um, but the thing about it is, the way the uncle and the aunt were talking about it, you could tell that there was a lot more to the story. So there's a lot of intrigue involved. Um, the the idea that he was so thrown by the lady uh, in the photograph is a natural. Uh, situation because he was just drawn to how pretty she was and how he wanted to save the day. Um, then we we spend some time, we get uh, introduced to the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is totally different from what was described, which makes his character even more intriguing. And then we get introduced to more characters like Han Solo. You know, depending on which version of the film, is either cold-blooded or very self-defensive. Um, but irrespective of that, he is a, uh, uh, quick-mouthed, foul-mouthed dude, swashbuckling space 
pirate. Um, and uh, who's quick to draw the gun to protect himself? We get to go on the Millennium Falcon and enjoy the journey. I think that when you think about the whole package of this film, oh, and we get a big battle at the end, when you talk about the whole package of the film, the way that everything was meant to be so coherent, so understandable. Um, and the most important thing is that despite the fact that this movie is based on coincidences, the coincidences are plausible. Um, I never at any point in this film thought, oh my God, this is not plausible. This is not possible. It, it's, it's ridiculous. What the director did a good job of was showing us why at every single point in the whole sh in the whole movie, all things aligned, and all the actions made sense. And whatever you may think about Star Wars, good, bad, you cannot deny that the story was coherent and from the very beginning to the very end was fun to watch. Okay, so let me let me start at the beginning of this movie. So we are confronted with an opening crawl that gives us a long story about, you know, this is episode four. Uh, mind you, this is the first movie that was released of this. So we are thrown into something where we don't know the like the first three chapters of, which is a choice. Um, and then we, we get confronted with rebels and Senate and, and all the politics and just kind of... I don't know, frustrating. Um, like, uh, maybe there's something there that would have been more interesting. Uh, and then we we are in this battle, like I said. Um, and it's... I mean, is it really that interesting? I mean, you, have, you just have the one smaller ship against the bigger ship, and, uh, you know, the bigger ship captures the smaller ship, and there we are. Uh, I think what we see is uh, an empire that is incredibly incapable of of functioning properly uh, that goes from little, little things like uh, industrial design where they nail it in some points, but they also nail it in critical points with, you know, vast open spaces where people can fall and no railings um, for very key components of the infrastructure of the base, like tractor beams. Um, you know, they put it on ledges with tiny little walkways. <laughs> it's like whoever made that decision uh, should not get a race. Um, and they just seem very incapable of doing doing anything really right. Um, like the, the despite having the um, having having the myth that stormtroopers are the best uh, people with with the best aim as indicated by obi-wan kenobi um the like, sharpshooters of the galaxy uh they don't hit very much when it comes to our heroes which is bizarre so so it's you know we, we see an empire that's uh, posing as this big threat and yet uh, they seem horribly incapable of doing anything um when they try to find uh the robots and uh, later luke um on tatooine which is not a very populous planet um, they cannot get that done, really. They're too late um, and are tipped off for that. So it's not like they did all the work. Um, then they had them on their base and they were able to escape, which is bizarre. 
and then uh, they also lose the final battle. So, you know, not only is this kind of a weird movie about weird robots, but it's also an incapable antagonist uh, every step of the way. And it's frustrating. It's not very good. And then to to Han Solo, uh, he's just an opportunistic uh, and super thirsty dude. Like, I, I don't know why people put him on this pedestal. He's just kind of a jerk. Oh, okay. Well, I, I disagree <laughs> with you. <laughs> I disagree with you, quite frankly. Um, I think what you're talking about is the big picture. And sometimes the big picture is not uh, indicative of how the story is being told. Uh, I think that you are focusing on, oh, okay, how did they get there? They got to the, the ship. Why weren't they captured? But we saw why they weren't captured. They shot that. They jumped into a, uh, a trash compactor. They escaped the trash compactor, and they made it made it, made their way back to their ship. And they made their way back to their ship just in time to escape. So it's not as if it didn't make any sense. Um, the, I mean, the the final battle between uh, when they were trying to get rid of the Death Star, um, you noticed that they they were losing the battle for a long time. Even when when that Vader jumped into his ship to try to stop the uh, to try to stop them, they did an even worse job of of uh, winning the fight. Um, but you know the Force was what saved them because you know this is a concept that we've talked about. We've given uh, an example of it um, when he was standing um, and uh, talking to the guards. That very very memorable scene. Um, and we saw it when he had the fight with Darth Vader on the on the sh- on the on the ship, where he gave himself to the Force and got dis- Obi Wan Kenobi uh, disappeared into the Force. So we know that there is an element of magic involved, um, and I think that this story is classic too. And I think you've mentioned the fact that you you think the story wasn't going anywhere, but I do I do think that the story is about. You know, it's a it's a it's a classic King Arthur trope, um, based on uh, infused with influences from all over the place, including movies like *The Hidden Fortress* by Kurosawa, um, old Japanese samurai films, um, and even the sword fights. You could see a lot of those influences on the film. So, I think you're focusing on very minute minute details where we're not an architect in the world so we don't understand why the aliens didn't exist there um but i think if that is what you're going to focus on i think that maybe i've won the argument already no i mean i think you know just just looking at the the facts right so you have a big big base that can destroy planets and you have a big workforce uh, that mans the space, and it, there are many stormtroopers there, right? And yet, there they know there's going to be people that actively try to escape with the princess. You know where they're most likely going to end up, where they want to go, because they want to get the ship. Um, and yet they're able to escape. So it's just, you know, they're not very good leaders. They're not very good at at doing their thing. Um, And 
like I said, and, uh, just another example of that is, uh, you know, work, workplace safety uh, is a concern. Um, <laughs> it, when you when you work for the empire, be careful where you, where you walk. Um, you may also hit your head on doors. <laughs> so it's, um, I mean, sure, it's it, you know, it's it's a classic tale of good versus evil, and you know, it's blah 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 blah. You know, we've been over this for for what twenty nine episodes now. Like that, there's nothing new here. Right, really. I mean, the only thing that's new is is the visual design and the setting, but the the core is not is not new. So why does this put on on such a pedestal is is uh, beyond me. I'll I'll tell you the reason why it's put on a pedestal because this movie was made in 1977 when everything was new. Every single concept in this movie was new. Um, people had never seen a fantasy uh, sci-fi film. People had seen <clears throat> the likes of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was actually a space opera. Um, cerebral films like that. Um, and here comes this adventure fantasy film about a kid taking on Goliath and prevailing. This was out of nowhere... This came out of nowhere and nobody had ever thought about the concept like this. So, and the fact that it was so impactful on people's minds shows that this movie uh, did a lot of things right. People, and the reason why this movie survived is because people could relate to the characters. That is the reason why um, the characters were so strongly written that they transcended the movie. Um, and a lot of the characters and their actions um, became lore, and you know, Star Wars has even become a religion for some. So I, I think that you're really undercutting the importance of this film when you focus on things like the railings or the design. I think that this movie is good because of the story, because of the adventure, because of the sense of um. What basically the, the idea that movies are supposed to transport you into a totally different world, and we get plopped right in the middle of something going on, right in the middle of a battle, and we get to enjoy the stuff, the 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 journey from the very point through a coherent story to the very end, where they get the awards for all the actions they've done. So I I I totally disagree with you that this movie is. Uh, is 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 a been there done that? I think this is you know one of the originators of what a lot of the sci-fi films eventually became. I mean, it's one of the originators, but it's also one of the originators of of you know pure disgusting capitalism and uh, merchandise. And now that that Disney has their hand on it, they're going to milk this uh, till the end, right? So, so I mean, sure, you can talk about a revolutionary, but it's it's revolutionary in that. Um, they created this kind of effectively like a lot of the the shows in the 80s uh to sell merchandise and toys so it's sure you may say it's you know epic and all that but but like the root of everything is um you know that let's design this and sell as as many toys as possible to get filthy rich which happened you know and it still happens to this day uh so i think you can be critic critical of of that and the um motivation behind all that and um 
sure you can go on and on about you know how brilliant the story is because you can find yourself whatever right but 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 at the core is um like how can we how can we tell a story um that sells and sells a lot and sells a lot of toys and a lot of whatever right and then how can we feed that machine over and over and over again and then that gets us to the the re uh, remastered versions and the the improved and hype in, in quotes versions and you know that gives us more things to sell again and there's uh controversies like you said with han solo who shot first you know and then people talk about it and we, we can sell more and more and more and more and so so it's it's at, you know at the end of the day it's kind of this this ultra capitalistic uh tale that is beloved by so many but i, I think you could be uh, critical of that I think I think we've we've gone into a new zone here, sure. uh, talking about capitalism <laughs> and movie telling. I I I I I think that it's irrelevant to the to what are the. I don't think it is. I don't think I don't think it is because, like I said, the, the, the there's a clear connection to um, works of art that arguably happened later. So you were talking mm-hmm. about influential the the influence of this movie. Um, it did have a clear influence on, um, you know, capitalism and and the way um, other media has approached uh, telling stories um, for the means of selling. You know, so the I think, whole. Trend- I think I think that I think that you're you're using the success of this film to 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 drive a point. That I don't think this film deserves. I think that nobody at the time they were making this film thought the movie was going to be successful. Everybody thought it was just going to be a flash in the pan, and people were surprised that the movie was uh, succeeded in that in in getting so far. If you look at the first movie, it was a the first movie, the New Hope was a fully enclosed film. It had a beginning, middle, and end. Um, I didn't think that when he wrote it, he was thinking, oh, there's going to be more. They destroyed the Death Star. Uh, what could have happened next? Uh, I think if you want to make the argument about capitalism, then I think the next movie is probably what you should look at. Uh, because after they they finalized the film, the movie was so successful, they had to make a sequel. Um, and uh, maybe that's where the merchandising came in. But I don't think that... Uh, at the very beginning of the film, Lucas saw the, saw the opportunity to merchandise as the main goal for this. And yet we just and yet we start with the film. And yet we start with episode four. I think at that point it wasn't episode four; it was just Star Wars. That was what it was called. It was later, uh, later in the year, years later that he added New Hope. In fact, the name, and it was later still that it became episode four. Not really convinced about that, but I may be wrong. Maybe people can enlighten us. But yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> Sweet. I guess we can go into the general conversation then. Sure. Let's go into the sidebar. Ah, oh, the sidebar. <laughs> yes. You're right. Let's I'm trying to make that happen. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Fetch, dummy. Fetch wouldn't happen. Anyway, um, yeah. I Like I said in this... I genuinely love this film. Um, every single time I watch it, kind of like Lord of the Rings. 
every single time I watch it, I end up watching more than I want to. Uh, because I am quite I'm quite a big fan of all the characters. I'm a big fan of the story. Well, big fan in quotes, because I know that they're real Star Wars heads, and I'm not one of those. I just like the story, and I I really enjoyed the adventure, and the characters were so well-balanced that their interactions make this movie so good. Uh, I think that's my... That that's where I stand on this film in general. Yeah, you, you talked about influence, and uh, I obviously this is a movie that that you know, as somebody who's like in his mid thirties, I've watched this movie a lot. Um, growing up, I, I also remember fondly the um, unedited versions, and I I think there's so much better. Um, I mean, so my my main critique. Um, is kind of the the constant tinkering with it, um, and and not being able to to get a version that is original, um, because I think it sticks out like a sore thumb every time there's a weird um, edited CGI creature in this, um, and that sucks. I think it, it it really takes me out of this because the brilliant thing that this movie does is world building. And grounding uh, everything in in a very tangible and real way. Um, we don't need to understand the huge variety of spaceships and how the Millennium Falcon kind of compares to that. But there's two pretty big characters that say this thing is a piece of junk. In fact, everybody see, that sees that uh, across the movies is like, what what is this piece of junk? <laughs> and but that tells us, you know, in the grand scheme of all the spaceships that exist, like this one on the outside looks like it's not doing so so well. Um, and I guess that you know that's like on a, on a bigger kind of meta level, that's kind of the the same with Luke, right? Like he's just a farm boy technically, right? But then there's so much bigger in them. And all that, right? So, so there's, there's there's so much world building and so much tangible realness because everything was built. Uh, even the space stuff, you know, we have miniatures and all that. Um, sure, some of some of it looks wonky, but it's the seventies. Um, it was revolutionary at the time. In comes George Lucas, who thinks, "Hey, maybe we need to liven up the play the place a little more um, to make it feel like a real place." And by that, he murders the whole thing. Uh, a great deal for me, at least, uh, and it's a shame. I th- because it looks so bad because he he misses the point, um, and on the on the bigger spectrum of the nine movies that we have now, I feel like the original trilogy fe- is so iconic and great because it feels so tangible. The prequel is not necessarily loved a lot because it's so fake and you miss miss out on that tangibleness of 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 things um and everything is cgi and and arguably looks pretty bad at this point and then the modern trilogy although the story sucks like it goes back and combines the two from a visual perspective like there's some realness and the stuff that's cgi like looks looks very convincing so you're not taken out of it uh, so so where does this lead us, right? A New Hope 
I think, sure, is revolutionary, is influential, highly influential. Uh, it was kind of a long shot, um, like a space opera or a space western. Um, like, who would ever want to see this? Uh, turns out a lot of people, right? Um, which is where the money aspect comes in. Like, this made a craft out of money and still does. Um, because people find themselves in this. Uh, and yet, I don't think it's perfect. And uh, I, I, you know, I still think C-3PO is incredibly annoying in this, uh, in the whole in the saga, actually. Um, incredibly annoying character. Um, so yeah, do it's a, arguably a good movie. It's arguably a lot better than uh, the Green Mile. Like I don't know why the Green Mile is better than this. It's not. Um, but I also think it has flaws, and I also think that. Um, you know, since this is a piece of art that has been doctored with, I think it's fair to point out that uh, the commercial aspect of it, even if it's not something that, that was intended at the beginning, since Lucas went back and kind of, you know, reimagined and, and kind of changed things to plot points of, of you know, character motivations, um, I think it's fair to call out that um, the way it, while it may not have been the initial intent uh, milking this thing um has then become one of the bigger motivations which then had an effect on the following movies so i mean i don't disagree with you i don't disagree with you about this stuff star wars is the most egregious uh, a case of people tinkering and trying to figure out whether movie is movies are living art that can be modified or uh, they're secluded to the time that they made. I mean, we've had a situation where The Godfather 3 was remade uh, recently and it was returned to the movie theater. But at least they just called out a totally different film. Um, and I think maybe that would have been the saving grace for this one, uh, where they maintained the viability of the original one um, and uh, created new versions that you could just reach out to specifically rather than having your memories uh be you know uh be corrupted by large green dinosaurs filling the screen as you land in Tatooine. So yes, I agree with you on the argument. But I I I, I also think that your argument holds water when you talk about the character motivation for someone like Han Solo. Whether he shot first or not is a big deal. Because it gives you an idea of his, who his character is, but then you make you make malleable changes. Uh, first, it was who shot first. Uh, Han Solo shot first, then it became Greedo shot first, and then they both shot at the same time. Those are big changes to the character of Han Solo that may seem small, but it, it goes from cool calculating to. Uh, self uh, self defense, uh, and that is a big change. And I think that leaving the character of Han Solo the way he was, and I I, I saw some justification for that um, with uh, George Lucas saying that he just didn't like the idea that a cold blooded killer will end up with the princess. Um, I just think that that is uh, that is a bit ridiculous. But all the same, having said all that criticism of the film, I still think that this movie stands out. I still think that this movie holds up. Special effects are still good, especially the ones that were made in the 70s. Surprisingly holds up. 
more than the special effects that were introduced in the 90s. Um, and I think that if they had left the movie the way it was at that particular point, we would be benefiting from a better experience uh, today. So I, I, I still give thumb, uh, a two thumbs up. I think it's my second favorite Star Wars film outside of uh, uh, The Return of the Jedi. Wait, what's the second one called? Empire. Empire Strikes Back, yes. Empire Strikes Back, that's the one with the dad. Daddy. I was going to say, like, because of because they hadn't thought about this, the future sequels, and they had made this movie into one all-encompassing film, the 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 all the ideas like the sister kisses and the daddy issues all of those got reintroduced in the second film uh because they wanted to give this movie some legs um but i i i think that this movie was self self-enclosed in one see but that's what i wanted to to say like uh, some of this feels very planned out like there, there had to be a thought of like, okay, we have Luke and his dad is going to turn out to be uh, Darth Vader because of the looks that are exchanged between Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen, and you know when he talks about his father and oh Ben Kenobi knew, knew my father or what you know like all of that. Uh, so I feel like that there had to be that thought of like, okay, this is not this this one shot thing, but on a bigger scale. Like this was, these are the points I wanted to hit. And while I was watching this, I was like, "Wait a minute, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, like, who, who are they related to in the Skywalker um, dynasty?" <laughs> and uh, I, I looked it up. And it feels very kind of manufactured, in a way, right? It's, it's like the the stepbrother of Shmi. So Anakin's mother is one of, is, is one of the two, um, which we get to to know in episode one. Um, but it, yeah, it's just kind of like part of me is like, okay, this is this is interesting world building, right? Okay, he lives with his uncle and aunt, but they're not really. I don't. Yeah, I, I guess my case in point is like the the, the less you think about. Um, kind of what what's said, and the more you just accept it for what it is, uh, the more you enjoy this, and the more you know you you're just showing up for the ride and and just kind of try to be immersed and and accept um, all of this. You accept that there's sounds in space, <laughs> um, you know that's fine. You, like you 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 know you can critique all that. Um, I chose not to because I think it's just kind of a stylistic thing, um, and it gave us very iconic. You know, sound design, but um, you, your your argument essentially is, you know, this was a one-off, and then turned into this this whole thing. My argument is, I th- I feel like sure it was a one-off in in terms of production, and I think they they were they didn't think they would get another shot at this, um, but they had it planned out. Uh, I mean, pretty well. I, maybe they did have it all planned out, but I, I think that my main argument was that the movie had a start, middle, and end. I I know I've I've read documentations to say that he had 
he had planned it. He took this from the middle and uh, he wanted to keep on telling the story, but nobody was looking to make films like this in those days too. The fact that I even made this was a long shot. And I think that he wanted to do the whole, uh, the whole movie and end it in a good place. Uh, uh, before, it, before, you know, before they even talked about a sequel, but I think the success of the film forced their hands and made it seem like, all right, cool. We need to make more of this. Um, but I'm going to, I'll take my, I'll take my losses on, on the fact of what I was pre-planned or not. I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, but I, I, you know, like I agree with a lot of the things you said, um, but I still, I, I definitely think that this movie deserves to be on the list. Um, and I definitely think that this movie was fun to watch, which is not something that we get a lot of. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Green mile. Um, (laughs) but, but, uh, I mean, the fascinating thing about the star Wars universe now, for me, at least is that we have that these are works of art from very different times right we have the original trilogy in the 70s we have the 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 prequels in the end of the 90s and then the the, the most recent trilogy and they're all very different and i think probably if you watch them in sequence it would be very weird i haven't done that in, in, in in a long time and especially not since the new trilogy was out um but it's it's so inconsistent <laughs> in terms of uh design and 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 the way it's told like visually um and fascinatingly enough i think the original trilogy anchors everything and, and kind of brings everything together to a degree um i think the the prequels are bizarre visually but that's just me um but there there there's so much iconic um, from a design standpoint, that that just you know to this point, it's just uh, referenced a lot. I would think, uh, or it's it's very recognizable if it's referenced. I think then it's like, oh yeah, that's Star Wars. Um, which <laughs> you know that that that's something that is remarkable. Not a lot of movies can 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 achieve that. Um, so that's great. And then you know. Sure, and then you have riffs on this, right? Spaceballs and and the Family Guy stuff and all that. Like that's that's an homage, and that just tells you how much power this this movie had, um, and what a what an influential work of art this is. Um, and sure, you, you know, I I, I kind of nitpicked it, but but I do think like it's it's fair to nitpick a little bit on this movie because it does a lot of right, but it but there's also things that are just bizarre, which sure that happens. <laughs> I mean the the whole stormtroopers always missing eventually became a a trope in itself, um, so I I think that it's definitely interesting to think of. It's fine, but then you know if you go back and edit things and change character motivations, a great big deal. Why don't you change Ben Kenobi saying stormtroopers the most seasoned? Uh, marksman in the universe or whatever right when when they go mm. back to the to the java thing uh because it's, that is very inconsistent <laughs> with what we yeah, were facing I mean, 
You know, I never actually realized he said that. I, I probably should go and watch it for another time. <laughs> another time, another round, just to catch that sentence. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have much to add to this film. I yep. think the movie is good. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, it's a good space film. It's a good space yeah. film. I, it's, it's a good space film. It's a good David and Goliath story. Yeah, yeah. Um... On the topic of space films, the next movie will be Interstellar. I'm looking forward to talking about that one, too. Yep, but before we go there, where can people find us and where can Star Wars fans uh, write us angry, write, write angry letters to me? <laughs> because I... <laughs> uh, they, can, they, can, they can send a message to uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on at MovieMistrial, or they can send an email to us at contact at moviemistrial.com that's all I have today yep and uh, thank you for listening fans yep alright take it easy sure thing bye